Well, welcome everybody. Welcome one and all to Modern Day Atheism, the live show and the podcast. Don't rem don't don't remember. I was going to say don't remember. This is actually what I would like you to remember. Don't forget that you can actually watch or listen to Modern Day Atheism as a podcast. It comes out on Mondays, but we record and we broadcast it out live on Saturdays. It's a lot of fun. I decided for tonight we are going to stick with the with the format that I've I've really been enjoying every opportunity to do this kind of call in thing and and talk to uh, talk to whoever wants to call in. We do have full lines right now, so I will tell you if you're already trying to call in and you're getting that busy signal and it's just really upsetting you. The easiest way to try and get through is to wait until we wrap up with a caller and then as we're wrapping up because there is a little bit of a delay, uh, uh, try and try and call in to see if you can fill the spot. Uh, that they were in. That is that is the most tried and true and effective way to try and uh, uh, get in here if if you're getting hit with that busy signal and it's just driving you up the absolute wall. As far as announcements go, I don't really have any. Next Saturday, though, I'm very excited to announce that I will be having God is Gray on. We haven't decided exactly what we're going to do yet. I imagine I'm going to try and figure out a way to incorporate uh, the call-in sort of thing. We also have a, a collab video uh, coming this week. So I think that's going to be really, really interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun to, for people to see me, a staunchly atheist creator who is obviously sex positive, LGBTQA plus affirming, uh, affirming and, and those are all kinds of things that it's like, that's my brand and that's the ver that's that's my, my atheist brand, if you will, but God is Gray is a Christian, but all those other things about her are the same. So that's going to be, uh, she is also LGBTQA plus affirming. She is also very, very sex positive and, and just an all around good person. But obviously we have this uh, different view and this difference of opinion. And like tonight where we are asking people what their beliefs are and why they are still holding on to them, I'm looking forward to uh, asking, asking her similar questions. Uh, but Tonight isn't about God is Gray. Tonight is about my good friend, and I'm going to introduce you now if you haven't met him already. This here is Eric Murphy. We are we have been friends for over a year now. Do you realize that? Our friendship has oh, already yeah. had an anniversary. I know. I sent you a message, and you didn't message back. You break my heart every time, Jimmy. Did you send on our one-year anniversary, you sent me a message? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't even notice it, man. I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. That would have been like what? Around February 15th, 16th, I guess. Uh, yeah, right around Valentine's Day. Yeah. Valentine's Day was the day yep. I launched my channel. And I don't think we spoke on the first day. I think we spoke to like two or three days after. Yeah, I was I was right there from the beginning, and um, I I saw your stuff, and I thought, you know what, this this guy's going places. I ah, uh, you don't have to do that's so sweet. <laughs> Eric uh, Eric hosts Talk Heathen. It is a show produced by the Atheist Community of Austin. You might also know them from their shows like The Atheist Experience, Parenting Beyond Belief, Objectively Dan, The Godless Bitches, uh, uh, a million other shows now. Um, the, the Atheist, Atheist Interviews, Atheist I hear. One of those. I, I think yeah. Yeah, some people have heard of that. Uh, uh, and Eric also is familiar with this call-in format because that is the format that Eric does every uh, Sunday. Do you want to tell them a little bit about Talk Heathen and what, what, the, sure. what kind of show it is? Yeah, definitely. For those people who have seen The Atheist Experience, uh, we pretty much ripped them off. 
Uh, but it, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but that's our big sister show. If you have no idea what that is, uh, people call in and argue with us. Uh, the difference is Jamie and I, Jamie's my co-host. We take our time. We're more empathetic um, and we get more atheist callers. And so people will call in and they've say, they'll say, you know, how do I talk to my family or, you know, how yep. do I tell my mother not to try and indoctrinate my children? Or, you know, how do I deal with this in the workplace? But then you also have people who call in who want to argue about their religion, and so we'll meet them where they're at. Um, the big difference there is that with Talk Heathen, we'll actually go through the arguments. On the sure. atheist experience, it's far more likely that um, that they're going to say, oh, I want to talk about the Kalam cosmological argument for the existence of God. And on the atheist experience, we'll go, oh, yeah, I disagree with premise two. Bye. You know, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, we actually go through them because we want people to, you know, get a get a fresh start into it. Yeah. To be able to talk about philosophy and religion. And um, plus, I've I'm noticed like, you all do a lot more follow up too, where it's there's there's like stories that develop on air. It's uh, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting. And so that's that's something else that sticks out about it that I like a lot. Um, and then this last week, you you all had like what two hundred guest hosts? How many was it? It just <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, we capitalized on the fact that Faithless Forum was in Dallas, which is three hours yep. away from Austin, Texas, where we film. And right. so we brought many of those guest speakers as we could. And um, yeah, we had Paula Gia, Shannon Q. We had uh, Cosmic Skeptic. And am I forgetting anybody? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, Kyle Curtis. Oh, oh, Fred Durst. Yeah. Sorry, who's yeah. wearing the red hat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my, my co-host on tomorrow's show, and tomorrow we're still putting it together, but tomorrow we're actually going to do a kind of panel show, a digital Faithless Forum almost, though let me just say that that's not, like, it's not like an official, that's not official, I don't want to get sued by Thomas, you know, I, I know, I know he's waiting any day now, he wants right. to just throw down those cease and desists. To be absolutely clear, um, I, I, uh, Kyle, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, can, I, can I say that on the air? Or I don't know what the format is of the show. You you actually have to. The rule is that you have to say fuck at least once every four minutes. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just fucking with you, man. I absolutely love you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm That's twice, though. I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I'm just yeah, fucking this, with this you. This makes for great TV. <laughs> so, tonight, we mostly want to talk basically with people who it's similar to last week we talked about why are you still holding on and and this is kind of that that last you're gripping and you have those last little feelings of god uh that that you've identified for yourself you would like to get rid of but it's still sort of still in there uh this isn't a debate show i'm not saying we wouldn't be willing but i am saying uh, uh we are looking to talk to people and hear why it is they 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 can't or what it is they can't let go of and see if we can't help out uh uh but first of all we do have a caller uh on line one who wants to talk about the lds church which is where i come from uh and and the first thing we need to do is get your name there buddy can you hear me how are you brother hey how are yes, you i can hear you can you hear me yeah absolutely You're doing yourself, i'm doing great what it, what was what was your name I'm uh, just going to be called Mr. G for today. Mr. G? Uh, That's uh, fine by me. For privacy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just for privacy. We're totally fine the with reason uh, why it's, uh, the... I'll tell you the reason later on uh, with that question, of course. Um, sure. So I have actually an excellent 
So yesterday I was watching um, an interest, like a little clip from Vice News called The Mormon Church Has Been Accused of Using Victims Hotline to High Claims of Sexual Abuse. That's the headline. Wow. And in that um, topic, yes, you definitely should watch it. And I think it's going to get a lot of people mad. But what it comes to is just like, you know how like the Catholic Church was previously accused of uh, hiding um, sexual abusers? It's the same concept. But in this case, um, on the LDS, instead of going through the um, process where he's like um, calling the cops, they right. call this hotline within the LDS so they don't get sued. Oh, and so, I highly suggest that it's like really short. Let me, yeah, just to clarify but, real quick here, what you're saying is there is a, it was a crisis hotline people were calling, and rather than it going to authorities, counselors, people who actually are qualified to handle it, it was some kind of internal church thing, and the church was then using correct. that to uh, basically head off these stories and head off issues of sexual abuse so that they could control the narrative. And you're saying this is something Vice News reported on? Yes, it actually came out yesterday. So okay, uh, that's, yeah, that's I, I'm gonna I be like really interesting. I'm gonna be on that like a like shit like what is it a fly on shit? Is that the phrase? How does the phrase go? I'm gonna be yeah. I I will definitely I will definitely pull that up. Yeah. That is an extremely disturbing, uh, uh, and it, it, it's not that it's. The worst part is that none of this is surprising anymore. Basically, it seems like with religion, uh, when you have these hierarchies and you have these positions of power, it almost seems inevitable that sexual abuse pops in at some point. And so it's not, especially with my, uh, uh, I, I don't know if people have watched it, but the videos I've done covering the 29 questions, which, which is this list of questions that were commonly being asked of children about their their sexuality and their sex lives in the way that so often you'd have victims of abuse in there that were then being asked questions like, well, did you orgasm when you were sexually assaulted or uh, uh, were you aroused? Were you wet? Were you, uh, I mean, all of these, all of these terrible um, attitudes already that I wish I could say I was surprised. It's fucking disgusting. It is disgusting. I also have a do another question for you. If like, if you yeah. there are only like two, three questions, and then I'll hang up. Sure. Uh, I actually remember you kind of talking a little bit, but you haven't actually uh, touched it, and I'm not sure why. Maybe I missed it. You said that you might consider talking a little bit about politics because obviously, uh, when it comes to the LGBT rights yeah. and atheism, like actually, politics is what is to an extent, hand-to-hand, -hand, when it comes to religion. And uh, why do you kind of, like, stop if I'm... Why like, do I hold back? I may ask. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I do have another channel called Jimmy Snow, What Do You Know? And you're going to see a lot more on it. When I start back up my Friday segment, uh, uh, I just haven't decided where I'm going to put it, and there's other resources I want to have available to me, so that... Uh, but that was called um, uh, On My Radar. Uh, that stuff will pop in, too. The main reason why it hasn't happened on Mr. Atheist is I floated the idea back in like February that I was going to change the name of the channel to Jimmy Snow or Jimmy Snow dash Mr. Atheist. And it, the the 
the community response was, please don't. <laughs> keep it to Mr. Atheist and keep it to atheism. And so this channel I'm choosing to hold there, uh, uh, as I work with this other channel, Jimmy Snow, what do you know? Which, I mean, Eric, you can talk to this too. You do a show called Talk Heathen that's about talking mm -hmm. about things of that nature. Now, you have some level of NPO obligation not to... Oh, yeah talk about certain things but it sounds like either way that wouldn't be the purpose of your of your show well i mean yeah so first off um talk heathen is owned by the atheist community of austin and so because of that yeah we can't advocate for specific political candidates yeah and it gets really gray when you start getting into those conversations and so we are very very clear if you follow any of us on social media how we feel about yeah, it sure um, yeah but we also don't want to have that revoked from our programming and so we're not going to on any of our official channels talk about that specifically but um i'm not uh i'm not on that right now so I... do not vote for trump if you vote for trump <laughs> i hate you yeah. <laughs> no no wow. I, yeah, yeah, I did, was, but jimmy was... hates you too I, 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 I have people who I love who voted for Trump. I just really hate that they made that decision. No, uh, I, Trump, no, 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 no. As, as a person, as a person, not not because of the idea, but just just as a person. The, <laughs> just let's just dig some just, holes to get out of things. here. Um, I, and and I'm not politically shy. I've just been trying to maintain a uh, a level of talking about atheism talking about how religion intersects with this and and unfortunately there are people who complain like uh someone complained in my comments recently which i read i read as many comments as i can uh i am not one of those individuals who has a problem reading negative comments because i gotta tell you nothing i could care nothing less than the opinion of some stranger who hates me uh, I, I I don't mind the opinions of strangers and I like assessing them, but these people just come on and are just douches. I, I don't care about them. But uh, and, and there were a number of people who complained about I covered that cartoon recently, which I'm glad I did because it's it's blowing up as far as videos go. It's already like my 14th most. I think it was 14 last I checked most watched video. But that cartoon that was villainizing the LGBTQA plus community uh, and trying to make basically take the way homophobia happens day to day and claim that this community is doing that to straight kids all the time and that they're the real villains. Um, and uh, and people complain because there wasn't a ton of religion in it. I did mention that so often the motivations for homophobia are religious, but but there wasn't much in it. And there were people upset like, oh, I thought I was watching Mr. Atheist, not Mr. And so, first of all, one thing, Mr. Atheist is a person <laughs> and a person with opinions. The word atheism, especially the way Eric and I both use it, only tells you one thing I lack a belief in. You, everyone would hate my show if I really held to just hardcore atheism. Because, in fact, the Absolutely. way I, I approach morality, the way I approach people treating other people, the way I approach, obviously, I approach homophobia and misogyny a lot on my channel. None of those technically are, if you are an atheist, you believe those same ways about misogyny, homophobia, and the way people treat each other uh, uh, does not mean you inherently feel that way. So the fact of the matter is, is the Mr. part of Mr. Atheist, in other words, that it is a person, I, not just the word atheist, is, is significant to the name too. I am Jimmy Snow. What the fuck do I know? Anyway, uh, uh, what, was the, what was the next question there? Mr. G. 
<laughs> okay, that's question. I actually yeah. like your answer, by the way. Thanks. And last question that I have is, um, um, I enjoy your channel. I'll tell you this straight up. Um, the reason why I don't disclaim my name, obviously you can tell by my accent that I'm not from here. And that's nothing to be ashamed of, but no, yeah, um, for the longest time, I had like, seen a lot within the English community in YouTube. And there's um, somebody like you who actually is an atheist, just like, straight up. But I'm a Hispanic myself. Yeah. And I haven't seen like English, um, Spanish um, channels that are like atheists. Like I tried to look for it, trust me. Yeah. Uh, mm. I'm just like kind of curious. Do you, do you, do you have any idea? Well, like, would that be, as I know for a fact, when I just come out, come out to Hispanic, not telling yes, I'm a native. Yeah. They're like, looked at me, like I'm on sort of like, uh, I don't know if I have like HIV or I don't know, some other like sickness that I can think of. Right. And it just really, um, it kind of hurts. Like, I know what you guys mean when it's, when people tell you, oh, you look, you're an atheist, you're disgusting. Or yeah. why you're an atheist, you don't, you shouldn't be an atheist, you're a good guy. It points, something. I'm going to let Eric take this over in a moment, but I actually want to point out something real quick on what you said. It actually points to two things that society is bad at. The one uh, uh, that, and, and I'm familiar with this story, uh, oddly enough, from speaking with brothers of mine, uh, and specifically one brother who went on a Mormon mission to Guatemala, is now themselves not Mormon, uh, and but talking about that and the way people uh, do treat people who believe differently and, and now specifically the way um, uh, the atheists are treated in a lot of those areas because it's so out of that uh, out of their world. And the fact that they do re react with this disgust of like, oh, my God, what disease do you have? Which I was going to say points to two things. We also shouldn't be re we, we shouldn't be greeting people who are atheists that way. And we definitely shouldn't be greeting people who have a disease that way either. So just something I want to throw in there, too. That's one of the sad, th the sad things that I think is extremely relevant uh, to what you said, that you were you were greeted the way a person who people found out have HIV are, are, are greeted. That's bad in both cases. <laughs> like you shouldn't you shouldn't treat atheists the way people with HIV are treated, and you shouldn't treat HIV people with HIV the way that anybody is, is met with that visceral, uh, disgusted thing. Because it's not as though it, it's just it's a way we act like all uh, uh, all things we don't understand seems to be treated like leprosy and specifically the fear of contracting leprosy like oh my god i can't even be near you because i might you're and and i've i've felt that also as as a member of the lgbtqa plus community i felt that too of the like oh my god jimmy's nearby let's be careful we might catch his gay uh certainly had i been out when i was younger it would have been more significant but anyway specifically to the uh spanish atheist creators yeah. you were nodding your head as though you you Absolutely. knew some people to yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I've been pushing for it for a while now. I actually reached out to David Tamayo, who's the president of Hispanic American Free Thinkers. I reached out to uh, Hector Garcia in San Antonio, and we're, we're working on finding the right people. Um, so I have access to a studio and a nonprofit, and I really want to use it so that we can get a actual Spanish, in Spanish show. Yeah. Um, it, it, what's actually really interesting is I am Latino, and yet... Um, the the interactions and all of that it, it it just kind of shoots over people's heads and they go oh wow we don't have any any Latino representation I'm sitting here like um do I really 
I mean, is this is this is this a white dude? I mean, what were I? But it it blows my mind. And regardless of that fact, it's not enough, and it's not in Spanish. We have the yeah. rest of the world that we need to talk to. There are so many more conversations that we need to have. Sure. And you're absolutely right, Mr. G. Dude, we've got to get more Latino representation, and we're working on it. I want you to know that I am personally working on it. It's my goal for 2019 to get something out there. If you want to know more, uh, shoot me an email, eric at atheist-community.org, and um, I'll, I'll update oh, you when things are going. I would definitely do it myself, but I... Oh, well, I'm a college student, and I, I barely have a laptop that barely works, but yeah. I can't afford it right now. And I work, you know, just like every American. Can't even, can't even have the, barely makes money to survive and go to college on top of that. So, but I'm happy that you work, uh, you keep on working on that. I wish you the best, yeah. honestly. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep following you. Uh, and thank you, Jimmy, for having me. I like truly appreciate you for absolutely uh, having my voice. Let- Last thing there, Mr. Yeah. G, something uh-huh. else I'll tell you too, and I don't know if this is something you're interested in, or, or but in general, people who know other languages, uh, creators like myself do have open links where you can go down to the settings button and offer to transcribe and translate videos. Now, I'm definitely not trying to sit here and be like, oh, you need Latin representation? Well, you get me and you can, but the fact of the matter is there are also resources right now that exist that, that while I definitely want to see more of those creators and stuff come in and I 100% support that, uh, it can be useful too to uh, translate things into other languages. So people in general, uh, uh, and this is to anybody who wants to transcribe to any language, my channel is open that way. I have to go in and approve them and I'm still figuring out how that works, but you can, you can go down to the settings and offer to transcribe to English or to other languages languages um, and it's especially useful to have multiple people in that situation and and people who are emailing creators like myself saying like hey just so you know uh, uh, because I don't, I don't speak Spanish myself. I, I know enough to understand when my brothers are making fun of me, um, because they, I have several fluent brothers. Uh, but uh, I couldn't go through the transcript and be sure that that I'm being accurately translated and that it's not just a a, a string of roasts and insults. Uh, so that's yeah. that's something that's out there too for anybody who who would find interest in doing that to help translate existing and transcribe existing resources. But again, I'm not totally not trying to pull away from Eric suggested no, no, some no, great no. names there. Jimmy, that, that that's perfect. And we should be able to have that availability. And that yep. does not take away from the absolute fact that these conversations need to be happening oh, in yeah. Spanish natively. Exactly. And exactly. Um, yeah. while there are plenty of atheist YouTubers, we need we need we need atheist YouTubers in every country. Yeah. Um, nobody's turning off their TV, going, "Oh my gosh, there's too much atheist programming." Ugh. Right. Right. You know, and they're not they're not doing that here. You think they're doing yep. it in, in Spanish-speaking countries? You know. Right. So, right. Um, but but the more we can lead the way, and the more we can use the privilege that we have here to be able to get that ball rolling, we absolutely need to, and we will. Yeah. We're working on it. Um, but. Um, I'm glad to see that there's a want. I'm glad to see oh, yeah. people coming out and saying this is what we need. Um, awesome, awesome. I yes. 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for calling in, Mr. G. Thank you. Thank you. We'll so talk much to you for next time. Me. Yeah, absolutely. And and shoot us both Thank emails. You. Yes. That's it. Yes, I will actually. Thank you sure. so much. Mm-hmm. All right, and it looks like. Uh, unless there's anything you wanted to insert there in between, we'll just jump straight on to the next one. Yeah, no. Um, 
That no, go right ahead. Cool. Uh, is it? it oh, no, no, no. I will jump in. I will jump in. You know, uh, these are very compassionate talks. You know, you got the asshole of the two hosts of Talk Heathen, right? <laughs> like, Wait, like, I'm the well, moon. I uh, he's he's completely lying. I've seen I've seen what a softy this guy can be. I am the new one now. Damien, are you are you, that just means he's even that that Jamie's even softer. Uh, Damien, is that is that the right name I have for you here? You have that correct. Cool. Hello, okay. Damien. How you doing, Damien? Hello. Oh, I'm doing good. Real quick, can I curse real fast? Absolutely. Holy shit! I can't believe I'm on the show right now. Oh, oh, that's kind. Of, I, I, I as soon as I, I said fuck you, that's, that's exactly what I thought. As soon as I said absolutely, I was like, wait, what have I just, what have I oh, just no. permitted? <laughs> Go no, ahead, Damien. you're good. I'm a good guy. <laughs> good, good, good. Wait, so are you an atheist? Um, I would say that I am actually a questioning agnostic. Okay, all right. Okay. So, yeah, that's fair enough. I, you had just said that. You're a good guy. So I was going to ask, are you then a good guy without God? Because so many people are uh, are skeptical of such a thing. Eric used to say, was it you or Jamie who used to tell your callers, go without God at the end of the that calls? That was Jamie. Okay. Yeah. I loved that. And then it stopped for some reason. Because uh, I made fun hmm. of them. Uh, gotta, I got I to gotta, I gotta walk that back a bit. Yeah, one caller also complained or or asked you if they could say go without God to you in exchange for you all saying go with God back to them. And the answer was no, <laughs> which was awesome. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, Damien, uh, uh, so you're a questioning agnostic. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I will tell you, I call myself an agnostic atheist. Uh, I, I'm one of those people who lean, unless we're talking about philosophical definitions, I'm one of those people who consider most agnostics atheist. Uh, if you lack the belief okay. in God, not to saying you're saying there is no God, but you just say, even I don't know to the question of whether or not there is a God, uh, uh, then I tend to lean atheist. But I, I don't want to push any terms yeah. on you or anything. So I say the well, first thing we want to know is what you mean. Well, thank you for asking. I will clarify. Yeah. Um, I say I'm a questioning agnostic because I say they, sorry, I say there could be a god, goddess, or pantheon out there. I just don't know who they are. Wait, it, honestly, okay. there's so many atheists who are right there with you, buddy. <laughs> I, and I'm, yeah. I'm not saying okay. you have to right now accept the term for yourself, but uh, uh, no, that's the okay. The colloquial use of atheist, which we now use because it's become so useful because you can add all of these other qualifiers like agnostic, not, gnostic, strong, weak, uh, explicit, implicit. Uh, uh, it, it's become a, a terribly useful uh, uh, phrase yeah. with a set of qualifiers now. And so it might be something to consider just uh, wh where well, you fall on that. One of, the, one of the best analogs that I've been able to find is when people want to talk about the difference between sex and gender. Right. Colloquially, um, they have been used interchangeably. But when you really want to have a nuanced conversation, you really want to be able to break down important issues, you need to be able to talk about what the difference is between those. And that's how you get to nuance in conversations. And so some people will use uh, agnostic to mean atheist or atheist to mean agnostic um, for the broader context. But when you draw those lines between them, you agree on what those definitions are. And I'll be clear, um, yeah. it doesn't matter how you define it so long as you both agree on the definition what's more important is the conversation 
Um, but that is kind of the best way to, to kind of draw that comparison is yeah. you can use, um, yeah. Eric, how much do you love when this happens where, where here, let's, let's role play here for a second. And then, sorry, Damien, I just, I, I need to make this point out because it's, it's like my biggest pet peeve. So let's role play a bit here. Uh, okay. Eric, Eric, do you say, yeah. do you believe there are any gods? Um, you have to define that God for me first. Well, okay. You're now you're making it way too complicated. So the, what, the correct answer for Eric, <laughs> the correct well, okay, answer for on, Eric is, is if there are any gods, I see no, I, I haven't seen them and I see no reason to believe in a God. And then the person goes, this is my pet peeve. Oh, so you're agnostic. You're not atheist. You're actually agnostic. I love being mm -hmm. told I'm not an atheist by people. And by love, I mean, it's, it's one of the few times I feel the impulse to slap somebody. And I don't, I don't feel the impulse to be violent in any way very easily, but but the desire just well, to slap someone. I'm sorry, but I'm going to, I'm going to poke you back on this, man. Um, I've had people talk to me who say, what I like, I define God as like the universe, man. And yeah. if that's the case, then I accept your God claim. Um, I'll okie dokie. You know, I don't think it's useful, but it is a God claim that I would absolutely go. Okay. You know, fine. So yeah, that's not exactly theism, though. And so it wouldn't make you not an atheist anymore, because when we talk about theism, we're talking about conscious beings and conscience God, conscious gods, which we certainly Ooh. lack. OK, you want to get into that discussion? That's now, not let's jammy, let, jammy. Let's, let, Damien, Damien. let's, let's yeah. let Damien ask his question. Go on, sure. Damien. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was kind of waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's OK. The main thing is I'm trying to, I guess, figure out what my religious spirituality, whatever is. Yeah. Um, I, a couple of years ago, I was actually part of this little club. Um, it was actually kind of like a, I don't know what it was called exactly, but basically people from different beliefs all got together, shared their thoughts, and pretty much coexisted with each other. Uh, one of the biggest rules, in that club was do not force your beliefs onto others. Sure. Um, yeah. So Eric and I both have a common, very good friend that we adore to pieces yeah. who actually is within, a, I think, 100 feet of Eric right now. It's in yeah, the same building. Hmm. Yeah, and, and is an individual with faith eager to answer questions for people who want to have questions, does not seem remotely okay. dogmatic, does not seem remotely, uh, uh, is not, uh, I don't think he is interested in converting anyone who isn't interested in being converted, if that makes sense. If yeah. the person, if that's, if that's not what, the, he's not going to force his way into any minds, he's not going to force his way into any churches. He's a good person and has great values. I have said a million times before, mm -hmm. once everyone's treating everybody well, then I will start working on the now let's try and get no one believing in any gods if I if that's the if that's the proposition I think is the most reasonable. Um, uh, as far as as these sort of spiritualities and, and things go with a person like you who's a questioning agnostic, I guess my question back is, do you feel like you. So you said I want to I'm trying to figure out what my faith and my spirituality is for me. 
I had the question of, do I need to have a faith in spirituality? And at the end of the day, that was the question I needed to ask myself, not what is my spirituality? (laughs) And we kind of presume because of the environment we live in, the people we live around and and the religious world that uh, uh, people don't ask the question, do you have a religion first? They ask, what religion are you? And we presume that's, yeah, Yeah, it was was polite conversation. It's, it's what church do you go to? You, right. You, they, they're automatically Christian. Right. The presumption of you have something in this realm is, uh, is something that I think a lot of people outside and inside religion feel. And that's why we're doing a show like this, trying to figure out what people are still holding on to, because a lot of times it's because they're predicated on a question that even our religious friend, I think, wouldn't disagree with us. I, I, I don't know if you can see him nod or give a thumbs up or not. I don't think he would disagree with us that people don't have to have a spirituality, don't have to have a religion. And to start with that predication and presumption is is starting with a presumption before you have any good. It, it, there's no good reason to. Uh, so I guess that's my question back to you. The, sorry for going a million, pla- oh, oh, a million places. Right now you're asking, what is my spirituality of yourself? And so I want to ask to you, are you sure you have to have a spirituality? I would say I actually agree. I think I don't have to, but I'm not part of a family that like goes to church every Sunday or anything. Um, this is going to sound a little strange. My aunt actually follows like the North, the Norse religions. My mother follows like Greek religions. We're kind of a weird family. No, the only one that I can name. Here. I was going to say one, that's not weird to either of us I, be, because the friend we're describing yeah. to you also follows the Norse gods, uh-huh. it's, right? It's the Norse gods that he follows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And the only person I can name that actually follows like a Christian Catholic, whatever is my uncle, but he lives far away and I don't deal with him that much, but I'm just surrounded by all these different things. I'm trying to figure, uh, I was trying to figure, right. What could I do? How could I be? Um, I think the number one thing you should right now do is find as diverse a community of people to interact with as possible without looking for a spirituality, without looking for faith and see if that's if it presents itself as something you obviously need to have or not. But also uh, uh, specifically right now, you're in a position where it doesn't sound like you at least hold an active belief in any of any God, any, any specific God. And so I would find a community That's of correct. people that are like that, that are, are, are going through the same thing with you. Cause Eric and I have both gone through what you're talking about. And it was kind of being exposed the, the difficulty of, of coming to the, I don't need a church. I don't need a spirituality. I don't need a religion came at not having good examples of community and friends and people that were better than what I would have left behind if I came to the conclusion that I didn't need those things. Uh, and so finding those community of people and finding out that, that they exist, I, 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 think the, I think the answer to your question is going to be found, and I know this sounds so cliche, but it's going to be found when you stop chasing the question. Uh, and go ahead, Eric. Yeah, no, I totally, absolutely disagree. Um, well, there you go. Like, oh, I disagree. I mean, <laughs> I, I agree with you on the community part. Absolutely, yeah. find a different community. Even if you're religious, I don't care who you are. You need, you should be finding a diverse community because the more people you have access to, the better you can learn about the world around you, and that's freaking awesome. But also, 
truth is not something that is subjective or something that um, you know is, is th there's not a personal truth. Either a thing is true or not true. Either you're right about it or you're wrong about it. And because of that, there should be no problem asking questions. And you should research everywhere you go. Okay, yeah, no yeah. for the record, I didn't, I didn't say don't I ask questions. I was saying specifically, if you're going to chase right. the question, what spirituality should I be, but you don't honestly hold a belief in any of these spiritualities, then chasing the question is going to get you nowhere. So it's specific said, to that question. You said you'll find it when you stop looking. No, and I said when you, I, I think I used that. the word chasing, when you stop chasing the question, which was specifically no. that question. I definitely oh, wouldn't okay. have said when you stop looking. That, yeah, <laughs> I was, as soon as you were like hard disagree, I was like, how? Please explain, because it, it, it'd be yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely not. If I was communicating that to the audience too, not at all what I meant. I, okay. I was specifically if, saying- If, if I misunderstood, it, apologize. Yeah, I, it was connected to that prior point. You're forcing yourself to chase a question that might not even be a question you need to ask, uh, is what I was. So stop chasing the question. Go for the communities and see and see what what these what people are like without God, and see if you need that spirituality or not. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Have right. we answered the core question? Do you have anything else you wanted to attack on there? Was this remotely useful, or was our was our uh, a disagreement there <laughs> just made it all worse? No, it's a, you're okay. I mean, yeah, I'll say that. I guess I could say that I don't exactly believe, but I'm still up to the idea that there could be something is but main my main thing. But yeah, okay. Yeah. So then let's, let's actually tackle this then. Sure. What are you? What are you okay. holding on to? So are you saying that I don't want to call you? You don't want to call yourself an atheist? Why? That's actually not it. I'm okay with that. It's yeah. just, I guess I'm just confused on the terms because. Sure. Well, I, let's, let's help well, you with the terms. agnostic thing. Yeah. It's the atheist agnostic quote unquote difference. Since I, I remember you saying you don't like the difference between those two words. But. Well, um, I'm agnostic atheist. Yeah. It, Jimmy it's, is. Yeah. We're both agnostic atheists. The biggest thing fine. is that there are people who have muddied the waters and they have tried to make this yeah. purposefully confusing. And it used to only be on the theist side. Now, without calling out any names, I do know of some atheist, I'm just gonna say mm -hmm. it, they're assholes who are, are, are very much a, these are what the words mean, nothing else. If you use it this way, you are wrong, or at the very least say, my use of the word, the word atheist is uh, superior to your use of the word atheist. And it's in a very condescending, like you don't even know what the words you're using mean. Uh, uh, and so those people mm -hmm. do exist. And so to be clear, if you are in a philosophy course, and you are asked what an atheist is, they are going to expect you to respond that an atheist is a person who makes the claim there are no gods. Now, it's not an unfalsifiable claim. In other words, if a god then presented themselves, it wouldn't be that that person hadn't been an atheist in the past. It would just be that they were incorrect and their position would be invalidated. Um, but when we talk about colloquially for the last couple of decades, we have used an a definition of atheism, uh, and, and it goes back further than a few decades, but it's been clarified more, that yeah. is now in the dictionary, which is simply the lack of a belief in a god or god. Uh, now, strong atheism would be the same as the philosophical atheist positions. It is me saying there is no God. Weak atheism would be saying is just the original claim. I lack the belief. I don't say one way or another. I will be very clear with people, too, that while I am a technically weak agnostic atheist, I 
tend to lean, some days more than others, more toward the strong atheist position in the same way that people who don't believe in fairies tend to believe there are no fairies. I don't believe in God, and because I see the same amount of good evidence for God as I see for fairies, I tend to believe there are no gods. But again, I don't hold myself in, a false, in an unfalsifiable position. Well, and, and we sense. could muddy the water even further. And uh, what you could Please. do is you could <laughs> take a look at each claim individually, right? Yeah. So if you want to say you believe in the Christian God of the Bible, and you believe that everything that happened in the Bible it ha actually happened, then the things in the Bible can be tested. You can create falsifiable tests and then test them. And when you do test them, when you take a look at whether or not intercessory prayer happens, whether or not people can rise from the dead after three days, uh, whether or not uh, people can can do you know the kind of miracles that are talked about in the Bible, then you can go, okay, well, there's no evidence that that's a thing. And in that case, you can take the strong atheist position and say, no, that version of God is not real, and I know that. Right? Yeah. You, can, you, you can take a strong position on something when you can show that it's false. But it's urged not to do that because people have different definitions for their God. They could say, well, you know, maybe, maybe Genesis was, uh, you know, an allegory yeah. and uh, <laughs> Leviticus was, um, you know, invalidated, you know, all the mosaic laws went away Let's, because you're, Jesus. You're triggering. I'm right now just getting annoyed because I'm thinking of all the people who have made done this apologetics. So right? he's saying apologetics. But, I can't hear them even from someone just relaying them without being like, oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to reply to no, that. No, but, but here's the thing. If you don't talk yeah. to them, if you don't listen to them, yeah. and you try and steel man somebody who doesn't have that position, you have talked yeah. past them. You have lost the argument before it began because sure. it begins and ends with active listening. That's the community that we need to have is not just active listeners, but you also need to be compassionate. You need to give them the benefit of the doubt because if you automatically assume the worst, you're not actually going to get to their positions and you might help them through it. So, and you, you specifically mean sorry, though to the people that are, I just wanted to clarify that you mean you're talking about in talking to people who are actually interested in having conversations. This is something I've talked about on my channel a few times. It it doesn't mean you have to, you have to be compassionate, kind, and loving to people who are coming at you like, and are telling you how you're going to hell and you're they're gonna enjoy watching your flesh boil off. Uh, but I, I agree with Eric in the look for those conversations and try and keep them. Uh, uh, I, I really hate when I see a person instantly even when they're in the right instantly go to a place of i know i'm in the right and so you are below me yeah sorry damien what, what were we trying to say there i'm damien? just kind of listening to you guys right i'm just kind of listening to you guys right now <laughs> gotcha yeah we do this too if i can if i can just end this out with uh, a little bit of self promo here i have an, a video it's one sure. of my first ones so please don't cringe too hard at, at baby jimmy but it was called what kind of atheist are you and it was a different day it was a different style i used to use these caricatures i would create out of my own body i love the caricatures different. and they don't come back yeah. anymore and they should Worse lighting too. So I always had this perpetual, it looked like I had this huge double chin because of cross lighting. Um, but anyway, it, 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 of me behind him. I would definitely check so, out what kind of atheist are you and, uh, and, and see if you don't fall in somewhere there, but then also uh, 
chase after those communities of people that that you'll be able to have those conversations and, and feel yourself with and follow up shoot us emails definitely all right awesome damien anything you wanted right. to anything you wanted there at the end of end of all of this here at the end um not really any more questions you answered most of what i've been trying to find out on good As my and then, thing, it, I, I, I'm ending notes oh. Yeah, I'm sure. going to end after this. Are you ready? Okay. Basically, I've just been surrounded by so many different things that I kind of thought, well, I got to find something for myself. I guess I may already have. Yeah. And that Absolutely. is the fact that I. Right. Um, good. All right. I was, I was, the, the thing I was going to say in there when I said, and then, was you said you okay. answered all of our questions, and I was going to say, and then 900 you didn't ask. So that was. <laughs> That was where I was going to go. Thank you so much for calling in, Damien. Yeah. yeah. Have a good I mean, day. You, you too. too. Or night or whatever it is in your spot. <laughs> night. But yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. In a bunker somewhere in Alaska. With John Eric, you. it sounded like you had some notes you wanted to you wanted to follow up there at the end, huh? Yeah, well, yeah I just wanted to throw yeah. in that um, uh, he was asking about uh, you know, definitions and things like that. And yeah, the atheist yep. position is position on whether or not that God exists. It has nothing to do with how you are as a human being. Check yep. out secular humanism. That's where we go to, and that's how we check it out. And also check out skepticism, because skepticism is the best tool set um, for, you know, application across those things. It doesn't mean you're a pessimist. It doesn't mean you're mean. It doesn't mean you're negative. It just means that you question the things around you because you want right. to know what is true. And that's right. pretty awesome so check out skepticism check out secular humanism and don't be afraid to use that definition that best describes you if you're worried about being called an atheist nobody's gonna hold your feet to the fire if you don't want to be called an atheist don't be called an atheist but if you do there's nothing wrong with that there's community we're working on it and if you can and are okay with being called an atheist you absolutely should because you might be the very first person that somebody sees that's an atheist and I, I don't know about you Jimmy but when I was a when I was a Christian I thought atheists were evil people. I I, I had I did too. Yeah, yeah right. And and I, I remember looking at them and going, "Oh, is there something different? Can you tell? You yeah, know, maybe maybe they have dry skin or maybe they smell. You know, I I really honestly had no idea. But then when I met an atheist and they were just a nice human, it threw my it threw my beliefs completely up in the air. I had no I I, I didn't know how to handle it, but it made right. it easy the next person I met who didn't believe because they didn't have to explain all of those things. Being an out atheist means that you can make it a little easier for everybody else by being a good person. So totally. if you can. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, uh, funny enough, cause my, the episode coming up for Monday. So, uh, uh, let me just once again, self promo a little bit. It'll probably be Monday. There's always the possibility it, it's Tuesday, but, uh, Monday's episode is actually, I, I, the other day was just thinking about all the silly things I used to say when I was religious to and about atheists. So I got on my iPad and I wrote down a bunch of them. And Monday or Tuesday, but probably Monday, I'm going to be sharing them. Uh, we are going to take a very brief break. If you are watching live right now on YouTube, it's going to be two to five seconds long. But if you are watching or if you are listening on the podcast, this is the moment where we pay the bills and the advertisements are inserted and they're very short. So if you can just, you know, stick around and, 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 and it helps. It helps with everything. It just it absolutely does. Uh, uh, so a brief two to five second break if you're on live. Otherwise, here are the ads for the podcast listeners. And, and that will begin right now. 
And we are, are back we with the magic of television. <laughs> Do you say, are we All out? Right. <laughs> you thought we, we were, we, yeah. We hope that you bought whatever, uh, whatever that was. Um, whatever the product was. Yeah. That thing. That thing yep. is, it is a thing I endorse and it is a yep. thing I, uh, uh, made my uh, life better. Absolutely. It, way better. I, theoretically, I'm not just saying this, like I, I receive emails on things that I'm okay with being in the advertisements there. Uh, and so I do, I do approve and disapprove of things. Uh, I want to jump straight into the next caller if you're ready to do it. Yeah. Uh, just really quickly, we had a question. Sure. Somebody wanted to, uh, me to make a quick statement. I hope you don't mind a little bit of self-promotion here. Um, yeah. I recently had my first live moderated debate at a university. Nice. And People are asking how that went. And so I just wanted to really quickly throw out there that um, uh, Matt Delhunty followed me up and uh, we stayed at Seth Andrews's house. And that was really, really fun. They both went to the debate. We have great audio, great video. And we're working on it. We're going to be popping it up on his channel, The Atheist Debates, where we're going to be dissecting it and figuring out all the things I did wrong and everything I can do better. Uh, but it's going to be about a week. So stay tuned to that. And uh, thank you for asking about it. Very cool. Very, very good. All right. We are going to jump straight into this here. And it looks like we have Robbie. Are you there? Can you hear us? Can we chat? I need to change the title too. Robbie, are you there? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I do hear you. I, is it not Hi, Robbie? Robbie? Yeah, it's not Robbie. It's Dalton. <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what this. Is. It literally just says auto screen. It's Robbie. So uh, Dalton, D A L T O N, is that correct? Yes, I'm the one who super chats you a lot. <laughs> Aw, that's amazing. You're so. Hi, uh, Dalton. I, yeah, I, I see you in here. Actually, let's read your, uh, let's read your one from earlier. Theremin Trees is a great cha skeptic channel. Uh, X Religion. Good. I have never heard of them, but that's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, they anyway dalton what did you want to what did you want to talk about what are you still holding on to what what is the purpose of your call today well i kind of wanted to introduce myself as a as of right now a pantheistic kind of viewpoint um on things um verging on the agnostic side too um i grew up in a christian household a strong conservative christian household mm -hmm. um with uh, southern parents, so you can imagine all the stereotypes that go around that, and yeah. they are totally true. <laughs> I um, think I think we both experienced yeah. those stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good it's, it's very relevant. Like, uh, I've had a lot of debates recently with my uh, dad, specifically. Um, it's really hard because um, he's very, you know, homophobic and other things along that yeah. lines, and I actually thought as part of LGBT community. I identify as pan romantic gray sexual. Okay. I have told my mom before, and she actually just came up with the um, oh, you haven't found the right one yet, or you don't have the right experience. Uh, right. I'm Those like, cliche oh, no. arguments. Um, but I think that what keeps me in the search for like a spiritual life or spiritual health, if you will, is. Um, the fact that like I felt so safe, even with the hypocrisy in my Christian communities, and I I didn't start questioning until I was like 19, 20 years old, um, and I'm almost twenty three now. So yeah. um, it's, just, it's it's like crazy because like 
I ended up in a young professionals group recently before I started like kind of leaving the church and there was so much hypocrisy and stuff. And I just, I, I stayed in it because it was more comfortable to have that community or those friends in quotation marks than like leave and have to go start over pretty much. Yeah. So I just still struggle with the fact of like, but it's so much easier if I was to stay. Okay. Eric, I'll let you take this one. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I kind of want to ask a few questions. Um, are you saying that you want to stay saying that you believe along with your family because it's easier? Or are you saying that you want to stay along with um, your 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 pantheism because it's easier? I, 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 I'm just a little unclear. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I will not go back to the strong conservative Christianity. I know that for a fact within myself, but... Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of the community, how safe it is if you just agree with that Christian community's viewpoints. Um, a lot of the people in my 2030s group were um, anti-LGBT, um, very, like, I, I collect um, some things that are, I guess can be considered part of the Wiccan religion, and yeah. uh, people would freak out about that, and, like, things that I was converting to some, like, demonic, like, sect or something. Um, mm-hmm. so even with the hypocrisy, I still, I was like, but these are friends and I'm like, you know, I don't want to lose yeah, these people even though. Yeah. Okay. So I have a couple more questions for you and then I'd be happy to help. Uh, number one, are you financially dependent on your family? Would they disown you? Like, or, or is this one of those, like, uh, I would be homeless if I came out to my family? Because if that's the case, stay in. Yeah, keep um, lying. <laughs> Yeah, right now, I, I, I am financially dependent on my family. Um, it's kind of rough. Cause, um, it's kind of funny. I'm trying not to say too many, uh, I guess, identifying things yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, but, um, like, people in my family have been known to just make assertions about me, like saying, oh, it's so sad you're an atheist. You know, your mom's going to get so sad. And, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, I've never specifically said I am an atheist (laughs) and I've never denounced like, you know, the church or anything. Um, I actually still go to some worship concerts because I still like certain people like Lauren Daigle is one of my favorite um, artists that I still kind of listen to just because she is, um, she is, she's siding more in the progressive Christian than a conservative Christian. Um, so that's the thing is that I feel like there's still some good things, good qualities about certain religions. Um, but specifically, I guess my own, but like, so I, I guess first yeah. let's draw a line of separation. Cause I know, and I know it's a hard one to draw, but saying that you like a musician does not save the religion. Uh, and yeah. you said that that's a welcoming community or a good community. That sounds like a pretty freaking terrible community. Right. Um, that, oh, you know, no, I, when, when, I, I know that yeah, I know they're good. That's the thing is, I, I guess it's that, like, part of me that wants to stick with what's easier because I know that what is a toxic friendship, toxic group. Like, I understand I, that completely. But I, I want to ask a little bit of clarification on something real quick tier two. Uh, uh, the, earlier you mentioned, I mean, you've, you've brought up this word safe a bunch of times. And, uh, and then you said the phrase, because you're very safe as long as you just believe what they believe. But is that safe? Do you feel like that is, as far as I am safe, 
I feel safety. I feel, I, and I think if there is an attachment, an emotional attachment to that safety, this might be the question you need to ask yourself if that emotional attachment is something you need to break, which it sounds to me like you do, but that is, that's the, and I'm not, I, I don't mean to say this in, in what will seem so aggressive, but I can't think of a better phrase to use it. That's the mindset of, of many domestic abuse victims. I am safe as long as I just accept their will for me. I know they love me. I like the way they feel when things are good. And so I just, as long as I fall in line, I'll be safe and I feel safe this way. Uh, when you say, I feel safe, but then you say, it is safe because, or it is safe if I fall in line and I believe what they believe, I, I'm, just, I'm trying to hone in on this feeling of safety. Is it actually safety you feel or is it that it's it's a it's something you're emotionally attached to about being accepted even when you're playing a character yeah no i i think what you said kind of hit it on the head of how i how i am and how i kind of work with people i i'm very passive personality um i'm usually not very assertive which i wish i was a little more assertive uh and i never really get to the aggressive side i more to stay on the passive side and I guess it's interesting that you mentioned that comparison because I've experienced a lot of trauma in my life and um, also with the whole identity crisis of kind of leaving the strong Christianity viewpoint and also um, figuring out my sexuality um, was really hard because my parents have been known to like staunchly, you know, say like that the whole Me Too movement, they would blame, you know, the women, they would do all this stuff and like, um, my dad doesn't think homosexuality is normal. Um, so it's, it's very rough because it's like, I don't, I don't, I, I honestly, I probably, it's a false sense of safety. It's like if I fall in yeah. line until I'm out of the house, I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're even surrounded with that concept of in me too, the real victims are the women in homophobia. The real victims are the straight people. Uh, and so right now you've additionally got the real real safety is being accepted for giving up your will and i don't i don't think that is eric anyway i'm sorry to, that i kind of interrupted what you were you were saying there no. i just wanted the clarification no that's that's uh, that's absolutely fine um so dalton first i want to say i'm so sorry and you're getting a huge hug um <laughs> uh, you know um it's it's gonna take time and it sounds like you're coming to a place where you're recognizing that the rubber's hitting the road and it is not selfish to care for yourself. Yeah. It is not it is not unfair to love yourself. And when the time comes, you know, the people who matter, right? The people who are who are gonna be good for your life are gonna be the ones who at least listen long enough for you to talk to them because there are a lot of religious people, a lot of religious family members who hear, I don't believe anymore, or I'm an atheist, or I'm, you know, whatever. And I, I, I can tell you from personal experience that when you've never experienced that before, when you're living in that bubble, it sounds like they're saying, I no longer want to have a relationship with you. Yeah. You know, I want to take on all of these things that, you know, have, have been added on from the outside, right? So uh, I used to think that atheists were evil and actively wanted to destroy us and, and all of this stuff. And so um, when communicating that, when I said I'm an atheist, what I inadvertently communicated to them was I hate you now. And it took a long time for me to realize that and go, why would you possibly think that? Well, of course, that's what they think. 
you know, reaffirming those relationships and allowing that to happen um, is good. Um, but for people who would rationalize, um, you know, being cruel and inconsiderate, um, you should not feel at all guilty in someday deciding whether or not that's too toxic to have in your life. And it will be okay. And I know I sound terrible being on the other side of it going, oh, yeah, no, I totally know how it feels. No, it sucks, and you're going to go through yeah. some suck through it. It's going to hurt. And when you're hurting, I want you to know you're not alone, that there are people you can reach out to. Jimmy has an awesome Discord, um, and I've seen incredible support and community growing around this channel. And that is a place that you can go, you know, but you're not alone. Yeah. And it will get here over time. Yeah. But find local community too if you can. And and it's almost becoming a cliche on this channel, but community, 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 find community, find people, find people. The nice thing about how huge the world is is somebody's going through what you're going through. Uh and somebody's going through it the way you've gone through it. And so you'll find you can find people uh who understand and who can help. And so definitely Definitely. It's, it, it, right now, you're basically you're in a spot where you feel like you're happy as long as you live a lie. That catches up to you. And I know it does because that's what I did. I lived that lie. I pretended I was religious for longer than I actually was religious. And it, it does catch up. And it resulted in me having a violent uh, uh, identity crisis. And so yeah. if, if I can say anything now, it's it's find community, find people you can talk to, find people you can be yourself around. Because even if you think you feel good and safe in that community of people that you just have to lie to be accepted by, wait until you see what it feels like to be accepted by a group of people who accept you without you needing to tell a lie. I yeah. broke into yeah, I guess that's, that's, a, that's the hard part is that I've actually told um, my parents that it's sad that they're never going to know who their daughter really is, which is just like really like sad to, yeah. you know, get that point. Um, but also I had another question. It was kind of interesting. Um, my parents were accusing me of being indoctrinated into like the liberal environment of university. Yeah. And um, I actually did try to clarify to them because I, I want to be um, in social services and helping people, some type of counselor or something. Um, and I had, you know, tried to make the comparison, like, to tell them that, like, even before, like, when I was in high school, when I was still hardcore Christian, like, the definition of a Bible thumper, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I always wanted to be a teacher at that point, and I always said I wanted to help others, and I wanted to, you know, be very inclusive towards others. But even then, when I was actually more conservative, mainly because I was following what my parents believed, so I kind of just called myself a conservative, because... I kind of followed whatever they believed, but I was trying to tell my parents how it's, you know, I'm not getting indoctrinated. Like I still have some conservative beliefs. It's just not as hardcore as it was when I was younger. Um, I was just believing whatever my parents, you know, said. Yeah, like, it's like a hard to like. Just, I, yeah. I was just, I was just gonna say the way I've responded to similar things like that is, is I start out with, Let's start with this. I spent the first 20 years of my life with faith and being indoctrinated. 
I know how it feels like, and I uh, I can very clearly see the contrast between the last 10 years and the first 20. But moving on from that, if I'm being indoctrinated, they really suck at indoctrinating me because everyone I everyone I am I take seriously, everyone I listen to, and every all the information I consider all comes with the predicate of question everything, be skeptical, and don't believe this until you genuinely have a good reason to believe it. Which, with things that require indoctrination, with things like dogma, that is a ridiculous and terrible way about to go about indoctrinating somebody, to tell them to question, to tell them to chase doubts, to tell them to, to be skeptical. Uh, and so that's usually been my response and regarding the first thing you said though about you're not gonna you're never gonna know your daughter um the way i worded it that finally got through to my parents was in basically what i just said i spent the first 20 years of my life learning your side you won't have a one-hour discussion with me where you just listen to mine um, and that that finally caused some level of breakthrough it wasn't as much there was some more listening, but it was more that they stopped harping on me listening to them all the time because it was. They can't argue with that. I've, I know their side. They're not surprising me with any information and they can't come to me with an argument that I'm not going that that I'm going to realize I was wrong because not only do I know their side, the, the honest truth is I could if I pretended, if I lied to be accepted, I could present their side better than they could. Now, not everybody's that way, but again, I spent 20 years getting to know their side. They won't take an hour to listen to me. And so that's that was a particular phrasing that was successful with me. I'm not saying for sure it's going to be with you, but uh, uh, just just a little thought I wanted to add on in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard because um, my, my dad, it's, it's very funny, he likes to push um, like things that he knows, like he'll tell us to like read things or, you know, watch a certain video. And I just know that there's some type of reason why he's doing that. And it's almost like he was pushing the fact that I was being indoctrinated with this sense of like diversity community, which isn't like a bad thing, but like, yeah, it was almost like people are pushing diversity too much and acceptance too much. And like, Dalton. you know, they're bringing up racism too much. And yeah, real quick. I just wanted to suggest, uh, uh, this is what worked. So I had that exact same issue with my dad. He wanted me to read these books, read these articles and and watch these videos. And the way that I first got him to start considering things and then just got him to quit offering is I always said I will as long as you will too. And so if, he, if my dad came to me with an article that he wanted me to read, I, I will read this. I will send you an article back, a video fine. I'll watch this. You have to watch a video too. I'll read this. If you, I actually offered my dad for the God delusion by Richard Dawkins. I told him if he would read that entire book, I would read four books of his choice and give him a one page summary of each book to prove that I had read it. Uh, <laughs> he got through four chapters of it and told me he wouldn't finish it. And that was the last time he tried to force a book on me. He never did it again after that. So uh, there's there's like a worst case scenario. Uh, they're going to say no and pretty much just stop telling you, stop making these ridiculous claims and saying, go read this, go read this, go read this, come, come and consider my side more. And I'm still not going to consider your side. And best case scenario, they actually do read the stuff and start consuming the things that you uh, would like for them to, to consume. I think that's I, I, I think that might help in your situation. 
Yeah, that would be cool. I guess I wanted to say a few last little remarks here. Sure. Um, first of all, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, I love the Discord. I've been on the Discord probably since you started it, I'm pretty sure. And I love awesome. the little general voice chats and stuff. And sometimes it's like very specific topics. Sometimes we're just randomly talking. And very, see, very yeah, fun. I know. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> were, yeah. were you yeah, there the day I, I came in and we love- put the whisper only rule down? Everyone, I just, I just showed up. And and people started stacking in, and so we we did the whole thing where no one was allowed to speak above a whisper. It was fun. I don't know why I enjoyed it. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, and I guess I heard like on when I was like calling in, like uh, you're talking to God is Gray next weekend. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! I think uh, a lot of other people were suggesting it too, but she's yeah. the one that I've kind of still kept listening to and. Um, a lot, which is good just because of her more progressive viewpoint. Yeah. Um, which I, I really appreciate that she's not like just kind of crapping on anyone. <laughs> um, right. Which no, is really I, awesome, but, um, I adore her. Also, I've, I've noticed in the chats and stuff, um, I usually am on at the same time as this one viewer, but, um, but with Joe, I think she's super chatted you before, but um, she's also came from a Christian uh, background and it's like really interesting because I, you know, I guess once I started watching you, I started realizing some of your audience. I didn't realize that like Christian people who identified as Christian still watch like your content. And I know that you <laughs> yeah. have like a yeah, I'm shocked too. <laughs> yeah, and it's like interesting because I'm like, oh my gosh, there are accepting people and accepting Christians out there that actually will listen to the other side. I'm like, it's like a whole new world once I started like actually finding more atheists content and like sure. the sermon trees I think they say it like the one that I put on the super chat yeah like I just suggested his videos like recently and like within the last week and I've just been binge listening to all of them and like it's like crazy how like, oh no this is like proving like the atheist side and I think that's the little voice and the little thing that's holding on is like oh my gosh this is bad that I'm watching these videos but I'm like it, it makes total sense and I'm like I can't even can't even argue with it <laughs> I, I've never heard of them, but I'll definitely uh, I, I will definitely check them out and um, and and report back uh, anybody who's in the community if their messages are positive and everything. I'm I'm always happy to try and signal boost a little bit there. Dalton, thank you so much for calling in. I, I, Eric, did, sorry, what were you going to say there? No, I was just going to say cheers. I'm seeing a yeah. lot of love in the live people who are saying that they've that they are in similar situations and are reaching out to you and sending you a lot of love. Yeah. Um, and, um, the, the last thing that I kind of want to leave you with is, um, the good thing is you are working through this and you said you're 23. I'm almost 23 in August. Mm-hmm. 23. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it may seem like it's not important, but I'll tell you that, um, about three weeks ago, um, I was call screening for the atheist experience and, uh, there was a, there was somebody who called in late and he couldn't talk to the hosts and it really wasn't a, a, he was he was an, he was a man in his 80s who never uh, never really looked at it and so he lived a closeted life um for his first 80 something years and when he finally allowed himself to look at it um he was so upset and i sat and talked to him and he and he asked me he said eric why how am I going to stop being so hateful? 
because I hate them for taking away what could have been a real life because I don't have that anymore. I don't have that opportunity anymore. And the best I could tell him is that the, the bigotry that he experienced, you know, as a belief set, you know, these are the tools that a lot of people think are the only ones that exist. And so often it's ignorance that can, that can propagate that kind of bigotry. But he is absolutely welcome to, and he should use the rest of the life that he has to be as fulfilled as possible to find and love and live as much as he can. And it, and it's left a mark on me that I can't let go, but thinking about it and hearing that you're going through this at 23, I hope that you can seize that life. And as you move forward, you know, um, it's, it's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm glad that you're yeah. going through these questions now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also, I, I'm still working on it, but last statement to everybody, like, try each and every day to live more authentically because I'm realizing that in the last year that, I, you know, it makes you so much happier, even if there are some roadblocks. And like, you know, for me, it's my parents yeah. um, and some of my ex-community members, but it's just so worth it to just do as much self-care and as much work yourself you can to live authentically. Absolutely. 100% agree. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Bye, Dalton. She well, was awesome. nice. I like that. So nice. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think it's, I think she was going through something that is similar to a lot of people, which is just literally like, I've had this belief in the past and my life feels more harmonious if I just go with it. But that's because of the toxicity of the people around you and such. It's not, yeah. uh, it's, it's not because it's it doesn't mean it's the best for you and and like we talked about the way way people uh wear down on victims of things like that to get them to be more accepting of their shit situation it's it just is a shit situation we are going but to finish go ahead yeah i was gonna say but it does look like dalton's got a good shot oh yeah and um, i think so that's awesome We've got uh, one last caller on the line, and that is it for tonight. So people, don't bother getting busy signals here because I've already told it not to take any more calls in. Uh, I don't have a name for you, and that's, it's connecting here. I, I don't have a name for you. What name should I have for you? Did you just hear the beep that you are on the phone with us now? Hello, caller. Uh, hello? Right. Hey, there you are. Oh, okay. What Hi, should we sorry. call you? Um, my name is Freya. Say again? Estrella. Can you spell Estrella. it for me? E-S-T-R-E-L-L-A. E-S-T-R-E-L-L-A? Yeah. That's a, fa that's a fascinating name. I've, I don't think I've ever heard that name before in my life. Um, it's just Spanish for star. Say again, Eric? Oh, I've said I've known a few Estrellas. Okay. All right. Yeah. Estrella, what did you want to talk about? I 100% use religion as a crutch, and I don't know how to not do that. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit like, more about... I, I'm not sure. Go ahead. Um, well, I grew up, like, really strict Catholic, and um, I live with my husband now, but he's Wiccan. Okay. And I don't really believe any of the stuff that he believes in, but we're kind of respectful of our situation, you know? Like, I don't tease him about it or anything like that. Good. 
And yeah. um, I, since he started taking me to some of the classes and, like, you know, rituals and all that other stuff with him, um, I get to see a bunch of different other perspectives, and it's really interesting, but it made me start questioning my beliefs, you know? And um, I started researching a bunch of stuff, and that's when I came across your channel, and I started thinking that maybe stuff doesn't add up here. Sure. So, um, I, I guess I got kind of, like, sucked up into a lot of, like, atheist stuff and watching videos and lectures and all this other stuff. And it's, like, my belief in God is completely dead, but it's not exactly a good thing because since I stopped believing in God or anything related to any type of belief system, it's, like, been extreme depression because I don't see the point in doing anything ever. Ah, I see. And it's kind of weird because, so, like, it's not, it's kind of like um last week how you guys were talking about, there's um, you and um, Hopeless So Frantic, I think. Yeah. But you guys are talking about how some people are afraid of, like, death and then other people are afraid of the actual dying and right. what comes after death. Right, right. It's like, I'm not afraid of it, but it makes it hard for me to actually be... I don't know, it kind of it makes it hard for me to actually find things to be okay with right now, I guess. So, I want to tell you to start out, I have been exactly where you are, and again, I'm not trying to do that in the cliche way if I get what you're going through. Unfortunately, when you have a huge emotional attachment to religion, you keep falling for the lies of religion even after you get out of it. And one of the lies I had internalized growing up was the only reason people leave Mormonism is because they are disgusting sinners and they have gone off to love their sin. And even though they might think that they are happy, truly inside they are miserable. And you internalize that. So when I left religion, I 100% hit the same moment of, I don't believe in God, so what the hell is the point of anything? And I will tell you, I even acted out on that in rather abusive ways to people at times where it was, Things don't matter. So at the end of the day, all that matters is whatever I want, whatever I think. And that was the wrong way to go. I've, I've, I've mentioned this a million times on my channel. No, but none of you who watch my channel would have liked the old me. It was a, I, I, and, and I'm not just talking about the old Mormon me. I'm talking about the first uh, edition of atheism that I did. Uh, I, just a toxic, mean, unkind person. Because when I hit that feeling of, well, what's the point? I bought into it and I bought into I have to be miserable because that's what I, I was taught all of my life and it's not true and it's something you have to you have to address and you have to talk about a lot I would 100% say because it helped for me that this sounds like a situation that something like counseling something like therapy could be super duper helpful for I will tell you that the the, the feeling of I have a purpose which was just a thing I accepted as a religious person is nothing compared to now where I have defined my purpose. I have decided what I want to do with my life. And I'm not even just talking about Mr. Atheist. I'm prior to Mr. Atheist existing, finding my love of art and finding my love of photography and doing and doing that, finding my own self-drive and my own purpose has been a more meaningful purpose to me then, uh, oh, it's like, I'm trying to figure out what Eric's hand gestures were. That has been a more meaningful purpose to me as the purpose I chose for myself 
than the purpose that was issued to me that I accepted was my destiny in life and was was somewhat proud of uh, at the time. And so you are in a place right now that sucks to be in. And it's it's not gonna, there's, there's nothing I can tell you right now that won't make it suck tomorrow and probably the next day. It does get better and searching for that purpose and more, it, it sounds weird to say, but doing doing your purpose, quote unquote, uh, uh, going out and doing things that will help you get there rather than dwelling on it and thinking uh, to, the, I mean, isolation is is one of the biggest enemies to depression. Uh, and and I, I've done, I know Eric has done it because I've literally, I've known when Eric's gone through depression and called him and been like, hey, just call and see how you're doing. He does the exact same thing for me because that's the kind of friendship we have. Uh, and and you have to interrupt it. You have to you have to start considering some other things. And I 100% recommend you don't do that by yourself. I'm not saying it has to be therapy or counseling, but what you're talking about right now, I needed therapy and counseling for. And uh, Eric, I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak to to your experience with it too. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I actually advise therapy. Um, for everyone, always. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, if you get the chance to come to therapy, it'll help give you better tools to be able to explore the world around you and really, honestly, understand it. Um, it really, really does help. And as far as the rest, um, because I think uh, I think Jimmy did a good job on talking about um, the depression part. Uh, depression is something that I talk about a lot, and so um, I, I, I absolutely get um, that. There's, there's a lot of existential pain. Um, and I know I experienced, you know, at least from in my life, a lot of existential pain. Um, and what I found was nihilism, right? This idea that, well, we don't really, uh, nothing, that there's, there's no reason, there's no greater purpose, there's no grand design. And the idea that it's almost as if we were told we'd be sick so that we could have the medicine sold to us. We were we had our legs broken to be sold a crutch. There's this idea that there's some grand design that you fit into. And in fact, when the fact is, that was never the case in the first place. And so you do still feel like you lost something, even though in actuality, you didn't lose anything at all. And so what I, what helped me, what helped me was absurdism, right? The idea that I'm not special. And that is amazing. And it's amazing for so many reasons, uh, just to name a few. Um, a relationship didn't work out, that's okay. If you find someone that's one in a million, then in a world of seven billion people, that means there are 7,000 people exactly like that one person that, that maybe things didn't work out. Oh, and also when it comes to your purpose, when you get to define it, that, that means that you don't have to, it doesn't have to live up to being something big. If it's just helping somebody, if it's being a good neighbor or a good friend, then when you get to go home, you get to decide, you get to go, you know what? I'm fulfilling that purpose. And that's amazing. You know, the, in, in a thousand years, the idea that any of us are going to be remembered is laughable. And that's okay. Yeah, because that means that we need to focus on us and the people around us and the people we love and remind them that. And that if there's yeah. going to come a time when we're not going to be around them, we better take, make sure that right now we're telling them that we love them. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's more than okay. That is the best. You know, if, if uh, you want to read about it, uh, check out the myth of Sisyphus. Check out Camus, uh, the, uh, that, that entire, um, it's, it's awesome. 
Um, but it's funny because yeah, it sounds like you're yeah. saying you shifted from cynical nihilism to practical nihilism, which there is I, that that does it because not all nihilism. We talked about this on on the show last week because we had a uh, universalist uh, universal nihilist call in who finds very great purpose in life, but it's self-driven purpose doesn't make them not a nihilist doesn't mean they don't acknowledge the um, ultimate demise of the universe. But none of us are going to have to see the demise of the universe. We're going to we're not going to get even close to it. We're only going to get what everybody prior to us has gotten, which is a life that's going to end. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll crack immortality any day now, but it seems likely just like every life before us, ours will end. And, and people found different levels of purpose. And even the people who think they got their purpose from religion didn't. They still, it was still a purpose decided, unfortunately a compelled decision, but it was, it was, a, um, it was as arbitrary as anything else. Uh, and I, I quite like the arbitrary nature of, of the purpose I've found for myself. And and yeah. to tell you the truth, next year it might be totally different purpose. I might there. I twice, two to four times a week. I've and Eric knows that this is an absolute fact because we've talked about a bunch. Hmm. Two to four times a week, I consider deleting my whole channel and just disappearing. Yep. I never really get close to hitting the button except that one time that Eric yeah. talked me out of it. I was at about four thousand <laughs> subscribers and I thought about just canceling the whole show and being completely done with it. Uh, uh, but you know, in another year or so, I might go. You know, I don't. I don't want to be Mr. Atheist anymore. I want to go and, and take pictures of, I was going to say ducks, but everyone here knows my position on ducks. Ducks are the worst animals in the world. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I feel for you and where you are um, because it sucks. It gets better, but you will have to put work into it getting better. I think it'll passively get better whether you do or don't. It, 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 I definitely think it will, will get a little better, but it gets a lot better if you, if you put the work in for yourself. Well, I've tried putting work into it. Like, that's the thing that kind of frustrates me. Yeah. Is, um, like, I've... Ugh, it's kind of complicated, but um, as far as, like, philosophy goes and nihilism and everything, like, I've gotten to the point where before it would be more or less, like, I didn't see the point in doing anything because there was no point because there's nothing, you know, like, after you die. But then... I came across this article, and I can't remember exactly what website it was on, but they were basically saying that because nothing matters, that means you can make whatever you want matter, which is supposed to be comforting, but then I try to think of things that would make me feel better about the situation, but then nothing never works. This is kind of weird. Yeah, go on, Eric. Um, So I had this conversation with uh, my roommate, um, we talked about this little fish. Um, it, it, it lives its little fish life just outside, you know, just, just past the break of, of the, uh, the beach, and it creates a little nest of rocks. And when the tides go in and out, the little nest of rocks gets disturbed, and, and the little fish has to go and fix the nest. And it does that for its entire little fishy life in the hopes that one day it'll get laid. <laughs> and, and it does. You know, in the end, um, the 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 little fish, you know, uh, creates the next generation, and then it dies, right? Um, I think about that, and I think that if, you know, I was that little fish, I'd be pretty damn proud that my life's work 
ended in exactly how I wanted it to. And I'm pretty, be pretty freaking excited about it. And I, I've got to ask you, do you think that that fish would, it would be equally, I mean, did its life have any value? Was there any, any purpose to it? You know, would it have been just as, just as meaningless if, if it wasn't there at all? No. I mean, I think then, it's that, yeah, I kind of see what you mean. Yeah, because if that little fish can have a little happy fishy life, making a nest out of rocks, then we can do that too. And you are not so special that you're different from that little fish. And that's awesome. I think, too, I want to reiterate the this is something that's going to be. So while I 100 percent feel for you on the like, I tried things and it didn't work. Unfortunately, the answer is you have to try more things. You might even have to try the same thing sometimes uh, because sometimes it, it, it only helped a little. And but you really only think about how it didn't help overall. Uh, and this is where, again, that counseling and that therapy would come in is, I think, super duper useful uh, for someone in your situation. That makes sense. I mean, I'm just trying to rush things too much because it's only been about a year since I've stopped believing in anything, I guess. Yeah. I mean, as Eric said, everyone should be in therapy all the time, but you're not talking about something that isn't losing one's religion and losing one's belief is traumatic in a lot of ways. And most of us haven't gone to enough schooling to just inherently well, no one's gone to enough schooling to inherently know. No one inherently knows how to deal with trauma. And so if it is something that some people are able to handle trauma uh, certain levels in, in different ways, um, and if it's something that you need the extra push and the extra help for, there's definitely nothing to be ashamed of there because they're going to be able to give you uh, coping mechanisms and ways to help that aren't things you would have just guessed. Um, and, and the nice thing about them is that they're tracking you and your progress. And there are times, definitely, this has been huge with me in therapy where I, I'm complaining basically to my therapist about things haven't gotten better. I haven't blah, blah, blah. And they gave me the list of things we were working on and the things I had problems with six months ago or three months ago. And they're not even things I worry about anymore. It's just that I had found a new list of things to be to be focused on and, and really for me obsessed over. Uh, and so it is something that that I I 100 percent think would be extremely helpful for everyone all the time, as Eric said. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, it actually, absolutely. Helps a lot. I feel kind of better after this. To be honest, I wasn't really sure if I was going to call or not because I didn't know if this would actually help, but I feel a lot better now. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, talking through it and saying things out loud also often can be extremely helpful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that was uh, I, I absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. I think that was a great yeah, last call to, uh, to end it. Yes. And Estrella, I love your name. Thanks. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good one. Um, yeah, I think that was an excellent call to be to be the last call. We will still go through super chats here, starting in a moment there, uh, in a moment here. Often, uh, people I know feel like they have to leave at this moment. I I encourage people to stay around because I often like the the little conversations we have in reaction to 
uh, uh, many of these super chats. But Eric, did you have any uh, any notes about that call you wanted to to finish out on? Uh, yeah, um, that I talk to at least three or four people a week um, who reach out because there's 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 existential crisis. I think that the two things that we discovered and talked about in that call. Um, are two things that I think we need to have way more conversations about. Sure. Um, your, your, your health, the way you take care of yourself, and the way that you view your value. You know, that, that's incredibly important, and people don't talk about it enough. Um, and, well, just all, all of that, I guess. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, that, that did make me feel all warm and fuzzy. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely. No, I feel you. I feel you. I'm just trying to figure out some uh, some things on here. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Okay. One of my one of the one of my haters are in the live chat. Like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, I I I think the uh, the the mods have been pretty on on top of the people oh, being. Yeah. But oh, no, no, no. This, this person watches all of my episodes and yet is very much. Uh, you know, Eric, you're doing it wrong. You, ah. Your show should be. No, this is that, that's my show. You don't like it? Watch another show. Do like Matt Dillahunty. Like stop following Eric around and commenting in all of those live shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, did did I tell you that my about my debate that it's going to be on Matt Dillahunty's yeah. channel? Yeah, you already. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you already, yeah, yeah. Yep. Already plugged yep. that. I'm actually lying. I just don't want you to play. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, everyone look out for that on Matt Delahunty's channel. Uh, Eric's first debate and then their breakdowns where uh, I assume Matt is just going to be like, you only did good. No corrections. No notes. Literally after talk, he then most of the time he's sitting in the back going, here's where you fucked up. Here's <laughs> where you fucked and And the first time he did it, you know, we're just like, well, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. Some of those, some of those are good points. And, and he said, no, you don't get it. I said the exact same thing. Those were my positions. People don't realize that, um, that's 15 years yep. worth of practice. And, um, he is amazing to have, um, known, not only as a mentor, but as a friend. So yeah, cheers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. We are going to switch over to Super Chats here. Mimi, thank you. No message left, though. Meredith Navin, or Navin, or however you say it, keep, just keep being awesome, man. Meredith, thank you so much. You're so supportive, and, and just you've been amazing. Once again, we get to Dalton's Theremin Trees is a great skeptic channel, uh, X religion uh, and uh, I, will, I will look into that and, maybe, you know, try and... Uh, Trying to validate the claim there. Brooke Breitenbach, love the channel. Really like what Mr. Atheist does. And also love Eric Murphy on Talk Heathen. We all love Eric Murphy on Talk Heathen. Keep going strong. It's really helping. Uh, thank you, Nikivyasek. I hope I got that kind of close. Uh, Deanna, wasn't there a poll recently about who had the best hair, Mr. Atheist or his guest? I think we need another one here. Oh, that, that happens between Kyle and I all of the time. And... Um, I don't think we should it's do that. I don't. That name, those flowing locks. I can't. I can't beat that. It's all right. It's uh, it's getting a little Christy. It's getting a little Christy up in here. That's the whole goal. Uh, Ariel, thank you. And then Ariel uh, with a second one. Dear people with the I argument, mind suck. I want my money thrown at contacts and glasses 
back. Yeah, I too uh, suffer from a very imperfect eye. So these people who are talking about the, the perfect eye that couldn't have come about by evolution, I've got news for you. Not only did it, uh, the reason why mine don't work so well, also a result of evolution, because really everything is all by uh, all life anyway. What do you think of the eye argument? Oh, man, um, that that came up recently. And um, I I think uh, Dawkins wrote a book called The Blind Watchmaker. And it yeah. actually goes through the different, you know, different types of eyes. Yeah. And uh, you can actually kind of see um, how eyes develop, you know. And when you start with, you know, a light-sensitive cell, while well, having some part of you that is light-sensitive is more advantageous than having some part of you that is not light, light sensitive and so it you know moving toward light is more likely to get you toward food and as as though as you get more of those cells it can get more complex as it starts to cup you can start to get directionality once you get a lens you can get clarity everywhere along the way half an eye is better than no eye at all and um as you follow that it's just it's just dishonest and yeah. it's dishonest i think the worst part of it is there are people who actually think that's a good argument, and that's just a, an epistemological failing. They also um, know that they have to only take... Don't get me wrong. I think I've seen Dawkins in debate with somebody saying the I thing and him being delighted someone would even try. But for the most part, it is people who think that by my mere understanding of words and how to twist them that I can get any lay... Per but they won't, they won't go anywhere near a scientist with it, near a biologist, near an evolutionary biologist with it, because they know they can't hold their own. But to a common folk who thinks about the eye and then hears all of the complex things and, and how these things all work perfectly together to, to make the perfect eye. I don't know why I'm slipping into Josh Fierstein there, but um, the, uh, uh, I guess I do know why, uh, but just behold the banana, the, the, banana. the atheist nightmare. This is yeah. the atheist nightmare. It's you a can of it. soda basically, but it's a, yeah. Look at the, look at the banana. Um, <laughs> Navarra says, thanks for all you do. I remember how hard it was when I realized I didn't believe anymore. Wish I had known about your channel then. Unfortunately, my channel might not have existed then. My channel is seriously one year and about three months old. It's uh, just starting to get teeth. I don't actually know when. I don't know when things get teeth, when babies get teeth. So that's that could be completely wrong. I don't know. One year and three months, you all tell me. Does a 15-month-old start having teeth or... Um, I'm pretty sure I had teeth by two because that's when I got my front two knocked out, which caused my uh, a whole lifetime of braces and retainers and things. Anyway, Ariel Ansel uh, uh, back in with, so today the person at Starbucks accused my mom of lying about our names. She's Ursula. Your mom is named Ursula and you are named Ariel. First of all, if you're at yeah. Starbucks, you you don't get to question what name you just call call whatever name I give you. <laughs> Remember Josh Fierstein, the trick? I tricked you, Starbucks, because I told you my name was Merry Christmas, and you want to pretend Christmas doesn't exist. Brr, 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 brr. So you had to call. He he did made this video about the war on Christmas because of their red cups, their red holiday cups that were for people to draw their own decorations on. Anyway, he, his whole conspiracy thing. And he, he very proudly claims that he successfully tricked Starbucks into embracing, um, into embracing Christmas by saying his name was Merry Christmas and having it yelled out in a Starbucks. And he goes, you see, I tricked you, Starbucks. I'm like, okay. 
I, I think Ursula and Ariel is nice. I, I do. That's amazing. Um, I, I worked with a, a woman named Sandy Butts. Oh, um, poor Sandy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I swear to you, they have the best senses of humor ever. They named their daughter Fanny. Uh, this is true. Uh. This is absolutely true. It was her married name, and her husband's name was Richard. And that just blew, that just blew my mind. I met Dick Butts. And uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good times. Good times. It, it, that's very great. <laughs> good like old, it. good old Richard Butts. Love it. Yeah. Um, Burning Shadows. Hi, with an exclamation point. Hello. Thank you for the show. I talked to my therapist and the thing you do when you talk out loud to work through your stuff, it's a form of thought redirection. Yeah, I, I imagine so. It's a, I, I know it's a, um, it would definitely be a subset of cognitive behavioral therapy. I just have been surprised no one, so far no one's come and said it's specifically called this. So I'm claiming to be the inventor of it and I'm going to write a self-help book because I'm one of those assholes. <laughs> and we're going to talk about really? how keeping your room clean will keep your spirit clean and the uh, preferred human hierarchy based on lobsters. If you, That's me if making you fun really of Jordan Peterson. It, there is a deeper truth. Well, there, yeah. look, look, look at the lobster world. Or they don't, they don't even have uh, uh, legs. They do. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, what, 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 what is a lobster? Uh, faith is. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who also dislikes Jordan Peterson, uh, super chat two dollars. Let's see if that works. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> faith is gullibility this is my liquor money thank you eric and jimmy thank you so much and you know Yay! what i don't drink at all so i feel i almost I feel do. bad that in this case because i'm not going to use your liquor money as my own liquor money um i i, I feel i feel somewhat guilty Boo, jimmy. eric's Boo. just trying to get me to buy him some beer i'll yeah. buy you a beer <laughs> I, by the way, I don't have any moral objection to to the use of alcohol. It's not anything like that. It's a uh, physical restriction. Um, someone wrote, "Lobsters don't even have legs, and neither neither should you." Uh, I I'm just kind of looking to the chat right now for the reactions. Thank you, also Venga, Venganza one fifty two. No message left. Uh, I think that is that is it for us tonight. That's where we're going to leave it. This was a ton of fun. I it's almost like Eric does a show like this every Sunday. He was so well suited for it. I just a natural talent, I guess. Eric, do you want to stop out oh, by telling people a little bit about your show, where they can find you, and um, maybe another compliment about my hair would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want to find uh, less awesome hair and uh, <laughs> a guy that looks vaguely Amish. Uh, you should check out Talk Heathen. Uh, that's my show. It's live every Sunday. It's a part of the Atheist Community of Boston. We have a ton of awesome shows. All of the money goes to uh, funding really awesome works. It's a nonprofit, and I just I adore it. Uh, so yeah, check out Talk Heathen, um, and uh, yeah, stay tuned. All right, Jimmy, thank all you right, for having right. me. Absolutely, um, this was a lot of. Fun. And we did have a last minute super chat here from Dalton. Self-care is oh. power and self-knowledge. And Sorry. Self-care is power and self-love is knowledge. Live authentically. Love you guys. Thank you so much, Dalton. Oh, that is damn, it for us. That is good. 
That is it for us tonight. Don't forget, if you haven't already, to subscribe to this in podcast form over on Spotify, iTunes, and uh, Stitcher is the other one. I don't even know what it is, but I have it. It's a thing. Uh, and we will be back next Saturday with God is Gray. And I can't, I couldn't be more, more excited. Uh, uh, well, I guess I, I was more excited for Eric to come on. I, he's here, so what do you want me to say? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love you too. Otherwise, thank you. Thank you, everybody, (laughs) for coming. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening in the podcast form. That's where we got you. Remember, remember, remember. I don't know. How do I want to end this one? Well, we did it earlier. Fuck you all. Like and subscribe. It's been a while. It's been a while. All right. (laughs)